Welcome to the sixth episode of Libnani with Eli. On the 10th of October, World Mental Health Awareness Day came knocking on our doors, reminding us to reflect on our own mental health and reach out to those near and dear to us. It only took four days after when gunfire erupted on the streets of Beirut. At least six deaths, over 30 injured, and once again, the lives of men, women, and children put at risk. We saw images of school children taking cover under their desks and huddled together in the corridors all over social media. A traumatic experience like that may last a lifetime for some, and is only one example of why the dialogue of mental health should never be closed. And our special guest on this week's episode keeps the conversation on mental health going with his evocative illustrations and his new picture book, I Found a Heart. So much so that he was recently listed in the Forbes magazine, 30 Under 30. It is with great, great pleasure to welcome the illustrator, the designer, and the university instructor, Rafi al Harire. Rafi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. The first thing I want to say is congratulations on your recent achievements in the Forbes 30 Under 30. You are one of five Lebanese people who were listed in the Middle East edition. How did you get the news that you were listed in Forbes and how did you react? The thing is that a few months back, I was already aware that you are actually able to submit your own application to be uh, listed as part of Forbes 30 Under 30. And I thought, what the heck, let me do it. And maybe this would be like a good beneficial factor to my career process. And hopefully it could be a milestone. So I went for it. But I honestly had no expectations back then that this would be a possible prospect later on. And how I got the news, I had a very bad morning. And I barely slept for like two hours because I had so many deadlines I needed to do. And I needed to run errands early in the morning. So... I turn on my phone and like I turn on the Wi-Fi and all of a sudden there's this old acquaintance that we haven't spoken to each other in ages. And she tells me that I just want to congratulate you on making it onto the list. I'm like, what list? Because I, I wasn't I wasn't awake even. Yeah. And uh, that's how I actually got the news. That's incredible. And, you know, it's very well documented that you're a professional night owl. It would have woke you up. It would have definitely woke yeah, you up. Yeah, it, it actually turned my whole day around. Like I was having a bad day and then all of a sudden it became a good day. So I was happy that I actually got it at the right time. So I want to get into the art and the illustrations and all the incredible work that you do. I follow you on Instagram. I see the illustrations. And for me, the way I would describe it is like a beautiful nightmare. In preparing this interview, I was thinking about it and I thought, actually, it reminds me of this new show, Squid Game, where everything seems calm. It's serene. It's beautiful. Nice colors. But then you look deeper into the surface, you look closer at the details and you see the horror, you see the thrill. I agree. And I think that combination is really beautiful. It's really confronting and quite striking to the viewer. How would you describe your art? You're actually the first person to actually call it that. And I, I really appreciate it because it's honestly a spot on depiction. 
it's a combination between whimsical and slightly macabre. You know, when you have like this nightmarish undertones, but in a way that it's somehow poeticized and romanticized, that when you actually thread onto this artwork by visualizing it or looking at it, you can feel that this is a new territory. It's a place where you feel like you might want to do a double take before actually getting into it. But at the same time, it's inviting. It doesn't tell you to step out or it doesn't tell you that you need to stay here and not to go in any further. It feels like that. And for me as a viewer, it has that fantasy theme to it. I know that you have a background in producing children's books. Would you say there was an influence of that in your current works and illustrations? Oh yeah, definitely. The thing is, when it comes to actually illustrating for children, it's like a whole different approach for when you illustrate like independently or for adults. But there is this thing where you preserve a certain level of innocence or like there's this essence where you keep something pure and you keep something that's fully intact. But at the same time, when you project it onto other topics that are not related to children, you do keep that preservation and it complements the other direction in a way that you can look at it, you can think, you can ponder as much as you want, but at the same time, you have the sense of nostalgia or you have this feeling that you miss something, but you don't know exactly what it is. And that makes you go inwards further and try to deal with your emotions further and try to tap into the subconscious and try to see what is it that I'm missing or what is it that I'm trying to look for, but I don't fully have an answer to yet. So that innocence or that essence of children in adults themes, I think this is what makes it the perfect synergy for anything right. in regards to the subconscious. And it gives that nostalgic element as well, being that these images are so often familiar to us when we're reading children's books. And so it yeah. does teleport us back to those times when we were in school and we're reading all of these type of books, but it has that extra graphic element to it. Not all of them, but it has those themes of thriller. For me, I love that type of art, that juxtaposition of two different worlds. And I think yeah. it really shows in your art. Thank you. What is your design process like? Because I know that every artist has their own way. They maybe have some charms or, or maybe different times of the day where they work. And I definitely know that you are a night owl. So I want to know, how do you produce your artwork? As you mentioned, being a night owl, the reason why I am like that is because when it comes to a creative approach, I honestly don't function that much during the day or during daylight. I have a weird relationship when it comes to the sun. I don't like the heat. I don't like the light. Um, I'm <laughs> I don't not really a summer day or yeah, night. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not a spring summer person rather than a fall winter person. So whenever, for example, it's cloudy or gloomy, I get instantly inspired and I get really energetic. Unlike when it's sunny or like just hot, it just really puts me down, you know? So the night is always like this place where it's chillier. There's no sun, the light, it could be the light of the moon or it could be as dark or as light as you want because you can control the indoor light. This is why one of the reasons why I actually am able to conceptualize happens during the night because night itself is an inspiration. When it comes to the process, it actually doesn't have a specific set of steps because I might be like browsing onto Pinterest, for example, just to get inspired. And I see this one minute element that would trigger my brain to a whole new idea of an illustration. Or some other times it could be a quote that I've read or I've written, and I feel that this can be visually translated in a very nice way. 
So that pushes me onto creating that artwork. But if it's neither this or that, it's usually about just sketching out a different bunch of objects and trying to find a relationship between these objects that you might not usually find a relationship between and try to project it onto the experience of people. So it's not just about what I feel. I need to be inclusive in my approach. So it's about how I can visualize it for other people to feel that they can relate to it. And in a way that it could be on a conscious level or on a subconscious level. We all love an artist who thinks about his audience as well. You had work published in Vice Arabia, Vogue, The National, to list a few. How did you get into art? My journey with art is actually kind of typical, but at the same time, it does have a certain twist. Whenever I started finding my own shtick or own hobbies during a very young age, I always knew that drawing is a thing that I really want to do. And it was just about sketching, doodling, imaginary friends. We all had that at some point. And just try to tell a story through a certain medium that an introvert like me would need to have. Because, you know, I've never been good with my words. So me drawing or me trying to tell a story through a visual was always my go-to when it comes to dealing with any kind of situations, be it internally or externally. That kept going for a long time. And... At some point, I pressed pause because I was going through my teenage years and I was trying to mix and match things that I would like or not like in terms of creating my own persona. Back then, you always thought that you need to belong to a certain group or you need to have a certain label on. So I put a halt on it and it lasted for quite a few years. And afterwards, when I felt that I needed to go back into that particular skill and I needed to hone it and improve it, I actually got back to it. And it was because I was dealing with my own mental health struggles. And it was the thing that gave me solace and gave me comfort and gave me this positive outlet for me to actually express whatever I wanted to say or whatever I was feeling. Fast forward a few years further, around 2014, I actually knew that there was something called digital art. I was never aware of this type of medium or this type of art. And I started discovering it when I actually majored in graphic design at the university. And surprisingly enough, one day my sister comes and she gives me this drawing tablet. I'm like, what is this? She told me, I don't know. This is just something I think people who draw use it. So I thought I'd get it for you. Like, okay, thank you. It was was really (laughs) unexpected. And I started researching about the product, which is a Wacom tablet. And I started looking at tutorials and all of that. And there it was. I felt like this is it for me. I don't want the pen and paper. I don't want traditional mediums. I want all of this. And I want to explore it. And I want to delve into it. I think I went through two years of experimenting and training and trying to find my do's and don'ts in digital art and trying to find the style. And ever since 2016 and onwards, became my thing. First thing, I love how you said the first part of that answer with the pen in your hand. And then the second half, the pen's removed. It's almost symbolic of the transition from paper to digital. And second thing, all thanks goes to your sister for creating the beginning of an artist. When words fail, art speaks. And for any artist and for any artworks that are produced, I think it really covers topics that people may be afraid to talk about or taboo topics. And definitely one of them is this silent epidemic on mental health. Rafi, you heard my introduction and you are in Lebanon and you saw what unfolded in the past week. What is the significance of art during a time of despair? I would say art is definitely crucial 
for whatever may happen in any human being's life. And when you mentioned Lebanon, like as you already are aware, we've been through a long, unfortunate series of tragic events, whether it was the Beirut blast or the post-revolution or the economic crisis that happened in parallel with the pandemic. So when you look at all of these, you feel that sadly it's only getting worse and you would hope that at some point things will look up and we'll have a turnaround towards a more positive living conditions because no human being, no child deserves to live through these traumas or these living conditions. So it's definitely important for any person who would consider themselves as an artist, whether be it a poet, a writer, a photographer, you name it, it's always important to tell the story, whether it was for the people that actually are aware or living the story or the people who might not be fully aware of what's happening in another country. But in context, when it comes to the work that I do, I honestly try to offer this positive escapism in a way that I will keep the sense of reality and I will keep a reality check going on. But at the same time, whenever I want to share my work with the people who like to view this work, I want to give them a sense of solace and a sense of peace and a certain space where they can actually take a breather without, of course, forgetting reality, because it's not about just escaping onto an imaginary world rather than just putting a pause button on everything and just enjoying whatever they would like to view, try to take something good out of it before they proceed to resume to their normal lives. And that's for me as much as it is for them, because whenever I want to draw something or whatever, I want to tell a story visually, it's about looking for peace or looking for comfort and lessening this anxiety and lessening these many panic attacks that happens every now and then, metaphorically or literally. Mm -hmm. So hopefully through that work that I'm offering, people would be able to relate and would be able to smile, whether it was for a second or a whole minute. This is what I aim to do. And I hope the same as well. We've watched the news, we've read the newspapers, and we see what's happening. And I think it's really beautiful, this outlet of arts and what it can do. It can restore, it can heal. And as you said, it can create this positive escapism, not to the extent of escaping reality, but understanding the circumstances and perhaps just keeping that conversation going because I think it does stay silent. And maybe it's a cultural thing as well among the Lebanese community where these type of things, if maybe someone lives with mental health, it's considered something that shouldn't be spoken of or maybe something that should just be brushed under the carpet. Yeah. That power of art, especially in a community like ours, I think is really important. So Rafi, I know that you've connected your personal experiences with your work. Why is it important for you to explore this theme of mental health? Honestly, the way that I incorporated mental health into my work, it wasn't a tactic or it wasn't something that I premeditated. All of a sudden, I felt that there is something going on and I'm holding myself back from actually saying something or in my case, drawing something. And when I started trying to tackle these elements that I always keep hidden or I always try to put in the background instead of the foreground, I felt that I'm being kind of a hypocrite because I do advocate for openness and I do advocate for one being in touch with all of their emotional attributes, if that's the right word for it. So when I felt that I'm holding back, I'm not really compatible with the message that I'm trying to convey. So I thought that I need to loosen up a little bit and try to be more free because it's my realm. It's my hand that is drawing and it's my own narrative. So it's up to me to actually control that narrative and tell it the way it should be told 
and of course add this artistic visual twist to it. So that's how mental health became this recurrent theme and this major pillar in my work. And it started with just relating to normal everyday feelings like being upset or being sad about a certain thing or maybe something went inconvenient or just being happy or trying to depict what comfort is. And uh, slowly but surely it became progressing onto feelings of anxiety, of brokenness, uh, what it means to go through healing, spiritual enlightenment. For many people, they would think like it's a very jolly journey and it's full of love and light. But in reality, it's a very dark path and you go through a fluctuation of many different emotions and events that will lead you to a place that you are okay with yourself, you are okay with your body, you are okay with your soul, you are okay with whatever you might consider to be part of you. It could be as simple as just like, what do you feel like when you have your warm cup of coffee on a rainy morning? Mm. You know, it could be that simple and it could go all the way to what is it like to deal with a broken heart? It's all of this and everything in between. And it falls into the theme of mental health because being part of the Middle Eastern culture, mental health is still kind of taboo. It's definitely being pushed forward in a positive way, but we still have a long way to go and we still have a lot to actually put in the forefront and not to sweep under the rug. I think there is a real beauty to vulnerability. And as you said, just to the simplest things of drinking coffee and exploring what kind of emotions that would be on a rainy day, there is that sincerity of the emotion. There is a realness to it. There are things that we can all experience. And when we look at these artworks, I know that everyone has their own interpretations of things, but it really brings those reactions out of us. And I think with this uh, topic of mental health, I think it is being pushed to the forefront by a lot of the Lebanese youth, which is great. I see a lot of great work being done from organizations like Embrace Lebanon. Also another artist that I follow on Instagram, Ivan Debs, I believe He's amazing. his name is. He's amazing. Amazing work organizations and people like this that really explore these different issues, I think is necessary. I agree. Rafi, I want to talk to you about the impact of social media. With the social media craze that we live in, it can be used in a positive way for promotion, connecting with other people, but also social media has this dark side to it as well. Almost like your art, but I think the ugly side of social media is a heightened reality when we are looking at images again and again and again and again and storing that information into our minds. It can really have an impact on someone's mental health. What do you think about the impact of social media with connection to your artworks and your personal experiences? As you already mentioned, social media is like a double-edged sword. You can use it to your benefit or you can use it to maybe cause harm, whether it was deliberate or not, onto yourself or others. I honestly had a lot of reservation when it comes to social media. A few years back, I believed that social media is just not for me and I don't want to get on this platform, be it this or that. And I just want to be quote-unquote hidden because I felt that it doesn't really match with what I'm trying to do, it doesn't match with who I am as a person. I used to like to be always behind the curtains rather than to be put in the forefront. But I knew that for the sake of my career approach, I needed to have social media and I needed to have a social media presence. And I know for a fact that it's a very competitive field. So I needed to just step out of my comfort zone and see what it's like to actually share my work with other people. 
And to my surprise, it was really positive one 90% of the time, because I never knew that so many people can relate to what I envisioned or how I envisioned it. And the more I started feeling that this is really resonating with people, I felt that, okay, I think it would be a safe space for me to talk about whatever I want to talk about or address important issues. I signed up not a long back on Instagram, like it was in 2017, maybe. So it's just a few years back. And it really helped me with delivering my message. And it really helped me with establishing a certain career as a full-time freelancer. It's a beautiful tool that you can use to your advantage and you can help yourself and others. But at the same time, you can see a lot of toxicity. You can see a lot of hypocrisy. You know the love and light people, but in fact, they're very toxic and textbook narcissists. Right. <laughs> like, I, I don't really have a polite way to say it. The so, people uh, that promote themselves like that the most are usually the ones that are the least love and light. Exactly. And it's just about navigating your way through social media in a way that you would like to expose yourself onto positive content and onto positive people where the candor is involved and honesty is a crucial thing. And at the same time, you know that when something is going south or you feel that this isn't really the type of people or type of platforms or messages that I would like to follow, simply I would unfollow it. It took me some time to actually realize what do I like and what I don't like and why social media really does have a major impact on one's mental health. And when it comes to my work specifically to answer the second bit of your question, it puts me in check. It always puts me in check in a way that I need to stay honest. I need to be candid. I need to stay humble. And that's a very, very important thing for me. It gives me this moral obligation and major responsibility to actually own up to my words and not change, not now, not later. Because through that, I think that I will always be able to deliver the honest visual content that I'm always trying to offer. I really like that perspective of having that humility, having that humbleness. And, you know, you've achieved a lot, Rafi. And it shows in your work as well. I mean, when there is that intention or that purpose to be transparent, I think could be maybe a subconscious thing. But I imagine that, yeah. you know, someone's mind carries out in their art. I wanted to ask you about your recently published book, I Found a Heart. Now, I was able to see some illustrations of it on your social media. Again, another tick to social media as to why it's so great sometimes. It allows me, someone so far away from the other side of the world, to be able to see the art produced from an artist like yourself. What is the concept behind this book? To be completely honest about how this book came about, the idea was always in the back of my head. And I always felt that I need to make a book for people my age. Like the age range is between 19 years old and 35, and it can go even further. And I always felt that if I were to do this book for adults, what would it be? How would it look like? And what would it talk about? And as a typical person who would go through different kinds of emotions, there's love. And love is the weirdest thing I would ever <laughs> say. It's a very weird concept. I love it and I hate it at the same time. It's something that you need, but at the same time, you run away from out of fear. We've all and been the there. Book, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and honestly, the reason why I decided to make this book is because I had my own experience of falling in love and then going through brokenness. And all of these emotional fluctuations that I went through and these major roller coasters made me take a step back and just think about if I went through this, a million other people went through this. And how would they feel about it? How would they go through brokenness? How does healing work for them? And, or what does it look like? 
So I decided to create this emotional arc that starts out of nostalgia and reminiscing onto experiencing love and what it's like to be loved or to be unloved for that matter, all the way realizing what is self-worth and what it means to actually love yourself before loving others and what it means to be able to nurture yourself before filling others with any positive emotion that you would be willing to offer. That was the main aim of the book is realizing what it is to know one's self-worth and how important it is to actually know that you have a self-worth and you need to have healthy boundaries and you need to know what it's like to go through emotions and what it's like to love. And there's this fine line between love and the illusion of love and what it's like to actually feel the sense of having butterflies in your stomach, but they can also be a warning sign. It doesn't have to be a good thing. So it's about the synergy of so many things, but they all fall onto human psyche and human identity. So that's why the title was I Found the Heart. It's about rediscovering your essence and knowing that something is always there, but you actually have to go through a big journey to reclaim that warmth and reclaim that heart or reclaim that essence and to be able to actually preserve it and guard it for the next time uh, you might fall in love or the next time you might be put in a position where someone is compromising your mental health or compromising your boundaries or compromising your own self-worth. So it's not about being selfish and being completely arrogant and narcissistic rather than just loving yourself truly before you are able to offer that love onto other people. Because if you love other people and you can't love yourself, it will only lead you to being either used or being misused or just being taken for granted. So, yeah. Isn't that the truth? Uh, I think that's the correct way of looking at this very complicated, very intricate topic of love. And I think your illustrations showcase this uh, idea. For example, I love the cover of the book, the heart being planted. How does the written word complement your illustrations? I've written the book as well. And it's just a compilation of small paragraphs that actually reflect the visuals. So for example, if I were to talk about falling in love and then falling out of love, you can see it complemented with a visual that actually depicts what it's like to ride this tidal wave, this metaphorical wave, and then you feel that all of a sudden it's stagnant. So the literary content complements the visuals and vice versa in a way that it's actually an in-your-face approach. You can look at it, you can ponder, but at the same time, it's just telling you, wake the hell up. Stop mm. harming yourself. Try to find a healthier approach, whether it's love or anything else. But at the same time, it does offer the space of nostalgia, going back into your teenage years, trying to find your personality through objects, through trinkets, through scents, through music. So it's just about how you were candid in your teenage years when you actually discovered your persona and your identity and how you lost it in your adulthood and how are you going to reclaim it back. So there's a major importance to nostalgia and the past, but at the same time, not to cling onto it rather than just to remember it and keep right. it there and keep yourself in check just so you can fast forward onto the present and the future so it can lead you to a more healthier approach or a more healthier path. Where would yeah. your book, I Found a Heart, be available? So within Lebanon, it's available in both Tripoli and Beirut. And specifically in Beirut, it's available at Halabi Bookshop. And they actually ship locally and internationally. So I will be putting the link on my social media pages for Thank people you. to check out. It's estimated that one in four people in Lebanon live with at least one mental illness. 
So the more that we can do to talk about this topic, to open this dialogue is a step forward. I wish you continued success, Rafi. Thank you so much. Do you have any final comments that you'd like to say? Even though it might sound cheesy, but it's really okay not to be okay. And it's really important in this day and age to actually be in touch with your emotions. And it's really crucial to know what it's like to guard your own soul and your own body and your own psyche and your own mental health. Because that even though we have a lot of good in this world, but uh, also we have a lot of bad equally. And the more good we actually put out and the more we try to help ourselves and help others in the process, hopefully we will tip the balance onto a more shinier world, if that makes sense. Without, of course, sounding like a love and light people, yeah. but I'm actually being very honest about it. A big thank you. A big thank you, Rafi. Thank you so much for taking the time and thank you for having me. So you guys, check out Rafi Al-Harira's new picture book, I Found a Heart. It explores themes of love, mental health, and everything in between. And on that note, love and light, everybody. Love and light.